0: Welcome to If This Bar Could Talk and our limited series on cocktail modifiers. Alcademics.com defines a cocktail modifier as a cocktail ingredient, usually alcoholic and typically fortified wine or a liqueur, that both softens the base spirit and adds flavor to the drink. In this series, we'll talk to the experts, bar professionals, and regular folks like us to better understand what modifiers are and how to use them. Next up, Grand Marnier.
1: Well, uh, my full name is uh, Xavier Herit. Uh, as you may hear, I'm a, as a, I'm a French native. <laughs> uh, and uh, my, uh, my position is uh, uh, the Gormannier Ambassador for the United States. Uh, and uh, I'm based in New York City. The, also, my uh, headquarters is a company office on Bryant Park. But I'm also covering, like I said, uh, traveling 60% of the time. Uh, covering some certain markets in the country from the East Coast to West Coast. I mean, mostly East Coast, but wherever they need me, I'm going to be there. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Awesome.
2: So tell us a bit about the history of Grand Marnier.
1: Well, Grand Marnier is a very fascinating story because it was, um, I mean, if we start with the first date, the the, distillery La Postole, uh, which was the the first distillery before becoming before it became uh, La Postole Marnier. And we'll go through that uh, is, because there's a lot of things going on. But it started in 1827. Wow. And uh, this is an important date because back in the day, we were making uh, some fruit liquors in the suburb of Paris, like Creme de Cassis, Creme de Peche. Uh, fruit liquors was very popular. And it's only with a second generation of a La Postole family who owned this distillery was actually, uh, they were actually going cognac to collect some brandies from their own consumption. And uh, around the 1870, uh, we hired, they hired a young apprentice. His name was Louis-Alexandre Marnier. Uh, Louis-Alexandre Marnier, of course, helped to create Con Marnier. Uh, There's no doubt on that with a name. Uh, He also got excited with the cognac and he started to blend cognac with a bitter orange liquor. Uh, So... That was an important uh, date. He also fell in love with his boss' daughter, Julie L'Apostol. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was actually the union of two families, in, uh, and they uh, created their own distillery after, which was called uh, the Marnier L'Apostol Distillery. Uh, so 1880 was an fa- important date. This was the birth date of Grand Marnier, Cordon Rouge, or, or Grand Marnier in general. Uh, we had a first version of Grand Cordon Rouge. It was called Curacao de Marnier, and the bottle was rectangular. So a lot of things have changed since, and I can't talk about story for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, what is fascinating, it's, um, uh, I'm sure everyone is familiar with the Ritz Hotel. So Cesar Ritz, who founded the Ritz Hotel, uh, helped to redesign the, the package of a bottle and change the name. So instead of to elevate the brand, we had this distinct, distinctive shape, uh, which is actually the shape behind a, a, an Alambic pot still in cognac. So this would be the swan neck, and this would be the, the, the top of the, of the pot still. So it's a really one cool fact that a lot of people don't, don't know about the, the shape of the bottle. Uh, uh, the second cool fact is also uh, we, to elevate the brand, we uh, substitute Curacao de mani by grand. Uh, so, marketing wise, it was pretty brilliant in 1800. Uh, so, it really changed the brand a lot. Uh, we could find Gomani being quickly exported everywhere in the world, especially in America already in the 1890s. Hmm.
2: Interesting. Wow, what a great history. And so, Grand Marnier, um, is it ever drank um, just neat or is it always used in cocktails?
1: Grand Marnier is very versatile. It can be enjoyed neat, on the rocks. Uh, in a cocktail, uh, we can't... I mean, the most popular cocktail for Grand Marnier is our margarita. Uh, let's not forget that one consumer out of four drink a margarita in the United States. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and at home or in the bar or in a restaurant. Uh, so uh, for us, one of the leading cocktails is margarita. Uh, of course, by its history if you remember the Cadillac Margarita, which was uh, created in the, in the 80s uh, uh, by some bartenders in Texas and now there's different versions. We're not going to debate the whole story here. However, to uh, uh, to improve, to elevate your Margarita, you add, you were adding a, a float of Gourmandias on the top. Uh, so Gourmandias has this premium connota- connotation uh, mm. in, in the Margarita and in a lot of cocktails. Uh, but also... It can be enjoyed with, in so many spirits, mm. in an old fashioned, in a Manhattan, uh, for during the winter time in some cold states, uh, in, a, in a hot cocktail with cider, with coffee. So it's, uh, I always like to highlight the versity of Grand Marnier. I think sometimes a new generation of bartenders knows, they know the name, they forget sometimes uh, what to do with it. And uh, it's a very, very interesting product to work with, very versatile.
2: Aren't there other, uh, aren't there different levels of Grand Marnier? Uh, could you we talk do. about that?
1: We, we, we do, actually. The Grand Marnier Cordon Rouge is our house. I mean, is our first on the, uh, the most accessible, the most popular one. Let's not forget that Grand Marnier is a blend of cognac with a bitter orange liquor. So we have uh, different cuvées, a bit more high-end, uh, and uh, by using older cognac. So uh, the, the the Grand Marnier uh, Cuvee Louise alexandre which was released in uh, spring 2019, uh, it's with a blue label. Uh, use We use VSOP cognac. We use more cognac ratio. So 82% of the bottle is uh, VSOP cognac. Uh, delicious, very smooth. We have another Grand Marnier called the Cuvee uh, du Centenaire, uh, which was uh, released in the uh, 1927, to celebrate the 100 years anniversary of a distillery. So mm-hmm. we have actually 82% of the bottle is an exo cognac, extra old. So, so it's interesting to see uh, how gourmandier can be, uh, uh, as a really interesting uh, portfolio, uh, I can talk about Gourmarnier in a, in a very casual place as I can be in a mission star restaurant or, or or in a in a fancy hotel somewhere in United states, And I, I like to see the how Gomani fits many, many uh, many different types of establishments. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh for sure. Uh I had a, a taste of the higher end one at a a steakhouse and it was it was just a beautiful smooth slightly orange. It was just really, really wonderful.
1: Mm-hmm. It's a very nice way to um to end a beautiful meal with some of the higher cuvilles. And I like to say it's one thing Gourmandier is really good at is we are the only one to blend all cognac and and the orange liquor at this level. We didn't have any really competitors. So we've been really good at mastering this, uh, this craft for many years. And it's really proper to what is Gourmandier.
2: And the the orange, do you make that at the distillery as well?
1: Yes. And blend the two? Absolutely. So the, what we do is we source our oranges from the Caribbean islands. Uh, the type of uh, citrus we use is called the Bigaradia orange. Uh, so it's a very bitter orange. Uh, we hand pick the orange while it's still green. Uh, we peel it. We leave the peels on the on the on the on the ground floor, dry with the Caribbean sun, and after we ship the dried peels to the distillery, which is located in Cognac. Uh, and in Cognac, we Uh, So, soak this peel into. I mean, that's the short explanation because I can be more detailed. But Mm -hmm. uh, we would macerate the peels into a neutral based spirit and going through a column postil to get uh, this uh, beautiful bitter orange essence. Mm -hmm. Uh, Of course, the last step is what would be also blending our cognacs and sourcing our cognacs with many farmers. We work with a lot of farmers, and uh, once again, cognac is meant to be blended. We don't have. We, you don't see a single cast cognac in, in, in cognac. You don't see vintage on the bottles. It's been meant to be blended for many years. Uh, so what we're gonna, we need for that, a master blender. He's been mastering, uh, mastering this blending for many years with us. And so the last step would be to blend after to marry the cognac with a bitter orange liqueur. It's this mariage, this process is called the mariage. Um, so, sorry, I went to a longer explanation, but yes... <laughs>
2: We, no, make, we distill
1: great. oranges in, yeah. in cognac. <laughs> would
2: you mind, though, would you mind repeating the distiller's name you cut out there? Uh,
1: absolutely. The distiller's name is Patrick uh, Ragoneau. Uh, Patrick Ragoneau has been our master, actually is a master blender. We have in cognac at this time, we have about 33 master blenders. It's an art to blend cognac. Mm-hmm. Uh, you do a lot of the blending with the nose. But they, they do it with the nose. Uh, you have to understand the different region so, in terroir, uh, it's, it's we blend in a bottle of gourmandier, You have a blend between fifty to one hundred cognac. So, it's important to it's an art again to to maintain the consistency and the quality and the flavors. You can test a bottle of gourmandier ten years ago. It's gonna be we're gonna maintain the same consistency. Mm-hmm. And do you make your own? You don't make your own cognac. We don't make our own cognac. We source cognac. We, we work with uh, about 100 farmers, but we are some farmers right. who have been working with Romani for from the fourth generations of uh, 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 family of cognac growers. So what we do is we buy our a cognac. We finish to age it. In, uh, like for older cognac, we age it in our own uh, 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 distillery and cellar. Uh, and we have a... Some, a collection of cognac that can go up to 100 years old, depending on the, on what we what we want to do with it. So uh, it's we have a, a large amount of cognac. Of course, we have this contract with all these farmers who have been very loyal with Gourmet, and so we uh, we've been working very tightly together with them.
0: And do you do you age it
1: after the bitter orange has been added to the cognac, or is it? Very good question. Okay. We, uh, we blend our cognac and uh, so we age our cognac and after the final step will be to blend it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and uh, after we will finish with, so to have the question no we don't age it with the orange liquor. Uh, we age our cognac. We finish a cognac aging. It okay. depends it depends again which cognac. For example the Gourmand et Cordon Rouge we have a blend of cognac up to two years old almost like a VS. Uh, so uh, we already buy it. Uh, if you talk about some like of uh, a centenaire, with some blend of cognac between 10 to 25 years old. Mm-hmm. So we, we're going to finish some of the aging. And it's about also the blending, some of it, maybe some of the older, uh, not older, but yeah, well, maybe some of the older vintage is going to be aged in our own uh, uh, cellar uh, mm-hmm. compared to some of the vintage. Uh, we don't have the exact formula. Only Patrick Raguenot knows. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's very interesting uh anything else you think that our listeners should know about Grand Marnier?
1: uh yes i think a lot of people sometimes uh it, we, we're great thing about is so, like i said this brand has been established for a very long time uh and everyone knows the name everyone knows the brand uh for people who love to enjoy gramonier who wants to uh, uh, some of their guests discover Gourmandier. I always like to mention it's important to really highlight the presence of cognac. It's really what makes Gourmandier a premium orange liquor. And we have tons of great orange liquor on the market, but it's really what differentiates us uh, from the rest of the, of the other uh, orange uh, brands Absolutely. and categories we have. And uh, it's what gives us all this versatility, how we can enjoy it neat. Uh, on the rocks, but again, again, in so many cocktails, so many, so, so many ways to really have fun and uh, and to entertain your guests at home or in the bar or in the restaurant.
2: Well, thank you so much for taking the time today to talk to us. We really appreciate it. Very, very interesting.
1: You're very welcome. Thank you much for having me, and uh, and hopefully we we'll get more people excited about Grand Marnier. Absolutely. <laughs> thank you. Cheers. All right. Bye. Cheers. <laughs>
2: And now we'll hear from a bartending professional. Welcome to the podcast, Todd Adam from Hyde Park in Upper Arlington. How are we doing? Good. So, Todd, can you tell us how, as a bartender, you use Grand Marnier in a cocktail?
3: Now, I I will admit a lot of the times I drink Grand Marnier. I do drink it neat. uh, But when using it in a cocktail, um, a lot of people look at Grand Marnier, they're going to think very similar things of that of triple sec. Uh, there's a huge difference between the two, um, you know, as far as Grand Monnier. Grand Marnier is going to be a cognac base, um, and it's going to have a little bit more uh, earthy nodes to it um, than a standard triple sec. Triple sec is going to be very clear orange, where you're going to get a little bit more out of uh, your Grand Marnier. Now, a lot of the times when I use it, and then pretty much one of the most popular cocktails it's used in, you're going to see something like a Cadillac Margarita. A lot of times as well, like when I do a sidecar, um, what I do instead of doing all triple sec, I'll use equal portions of the triple sec and the Grand Marnier. Now, if you do all Grand Marnier, it will come off a little different. Um, but there are some really cool drinks that just use Grand Marnier and don't use triple sec. You can see stuff like even like an El Presidente. If you do an El Presidente, but you use just a little bit of Grand Monnier, um, you will get that orange out of it. You know, some of these cool classic drinks could use a touch. Even something like if you took like a a French 75, all right, and instead of going all gin, you know, cut back a little bit on the gin, throw a splash of Grand Marnier to it, your lemon juice and sparkling on top. It's beautiful. It's it's really cool. So there are some super cool ways to accentuate some of the cocktails that you probably already know and, and that are out there, like even like a Mai Tai too. My ties a fun one, a little bit of Grand Marnier, and it it works well. So you said Um,
2: that you like to drink it. You like to drink it neat. Do you drink just regular regular Grand Marnier?
3: Yes, usually after dinner, you know, I'll go there or even some of their cooler products. Grand Marnier 100 is a beautiful, beautiful bottle. Um, You know, still a runya. You know, gosh, it's probably about 150 now, maybe maybe a little bit less than that, but it is a beautiful product. Um, Less viscous, a little bit more floral. Um, a really, really good, I mean, cause the idea is, you know, they, they started out a, as a, a con, a, a cognac, uh, house, you know, and then not until 1880, did they come out with the Grand Meunier recipe. And that was something that, uh, you know, I, I, I love it. Neat. Even their top end stuff. If you ever go out and, and find a bottle of the Grand Meunier Quintessence, it's unbelievable. I mean, there's 70 year cognacs in it. Um, the bottle is beautiful Baccarat crystal. Um, and if you haven't seen the new one too, cause we have some at, at Hyde park and we have the older bottle, the newer bottle is like, I, I, I saw it today and I was like, man, I would love to buy that bottle really just to have the crystal afterwards though too. But <laughs> like I said, it's, it's beautiful Baccarat crystal. It's, it's really a cool looking bottle.
0: If I'm not mistaken, I think that one does run about seven hundred and fifty dollars.
3: Yes, oh, yes, that yeah. one that one is one of those that, uh, yeah, don't buy that and plan on bringing it to a party. <laughs> <laughs> keep, it, keep it high up on the liquor cabinet so that when you're grabbing it, you don't want to, you don't wanna grab it twice.
2: How much is a pour of that at Hyde Park?
3: Oh God, I would love to give you the right estimate on that. I think it's close to a hundred. It might be a little over. Um, it, it might be a little under, I, I'd say probably somewhere in between 75 to 115, and maybe. Have you tasted it? You. I have, I have. Um, I've been lucky enough to try a sip. Um, it is, it is mind-blowingly good. Um, it, you know, the funny thing is, is even the difference between standard Grand Mounier and, stand, and the Grand Monier 100 and the 100, I believe, uses a 25-year cognac. Don't quote me on that, but I do believe it's a 25-year. Um, but even the difference between that is mind-blowing. And the difference between the 100 and the quintessence is it's it's one of those that if you're lucky enough to uh, enjoy that, that's that would probably be my number one thing. Like after a big dinner, if you're like, what's the one thing you could drink? Yeah, that would probably be it. That would nice. probably be it. Someday we'll try it.
2: What other cocktails do you use, uh, Grand Marnier? In
3: well, I looked. I was I was sitting there and I was going through and I was like, you know what? I want to find a couple really cool cocktails that you can that that are not necessarily lost. These are all in books, and this is just some cool things that you could do at home, or even you know if you're a bartender, um, you could bring these out and, and they're great drinks. Uh, The first one uh, that I ran into was the alabazam. Uh, The alabazam goes back pre-Prohibition, 1891. Um, It was more of considered like a punch kind of drink. All right, so it was like two ounces of cognac. Then you use one ounce of Grand Mounier. Now you're going to use a half ounce of lemon, half ounce of simple, and then you do two dashes of orange bitters. Now you're going to take all this. You're going to shake it up, pour it over ice, and then you top it with an ounce of soda. So this is going to be like a nice, you know, you put it in a highball, orange or a lemon wheel um, on the side, but nice, easy drinking. Like this is like outdoor summer kind of drink. Um, Really cool, plays with cognac. And again, it's going to go back to almost like that sort of punch, sort of flavored drink. And even the book was called like, I I don't have the name of it. I'd have to look it up real quick, but it was like the – the punch bowl mm-hmm. book uh, in 1891, mm-hmm. but really cool old school pre-prohibition drink. Um, awesome. Sounds delicious. It's, it's actually really, really tasty. The really cool one. So I sat there and I'm like, you know, Harry Craddock, I'm sure a lot of cocktailers have heard of Harry Craddock. You know, he's, you know, one of the most well-known cocktail makers of, of all time. Um, but he made a drink called leap year, um, the leap year. And it was in order to celebrate the leap year in 1928. So he had this in his big cocktail book. That's, you know, world known, but, um, it's one and a half ounces of gin. You do a half ounce sweet vermouth. You do a half ounce, Grand Mounier, a half ounce of lemon juice. Um, and then a lemon twist is going to be the garnish. Now this is going to be in a coupe glass. Nice, beautiful. Um, this is going to be almost a gin variation of a sidecar you know the sweet vermouth does uh cut back uh, so it's not going to be necessarily super boozy on that with you know um you could try it without the sweet vermouth to see if that's something that you prefer but again the sweet vermouth is there to help accentuate it all right do you
2: have any other cocktails on your list
3: yeah, the, the the last one I did is uh, it, it, we have one called the Millionaire Whiskey Cocktail. So this is something that I'm sure we've seen in a couple bars around the city. But, you know, whiskey becoming, you know, you know, the big thing these days. I figured we might as well throw one of those in. Um, but this is going to be very similar to the last drink I gave you. The only difference is instead of using the gin and the sweet vermouth, we're just going to substitute both of those with two ounces of bourbon. So it's just two ounces of bourbon half ounce Grand Mounier. You do the half ounce of lemon. We're going to do a quarter ounce of grenadine on this one. Okay. You're going to take all of these. You're going to place them in your shaker. You're going to shake it cold. You're going to pour it into another shaker because this one, we're going to add egg white to it. We'll do the reverse dry shake unless you want to do it the other way where you do the dry shake prior and then add the ice. But usually what I would do is I'd add all those ingredients. I would shake it strain it into another shaker. We're going to add our one egg white to it at that point, shake vigorously, and then pour into to a coupe class. This is a fantastic drink. Um, this one is by far, in my opinion, the best drink that is using Grand Monier as far as a pretty solid component.
2: So I but, think what um, I hear you're saying is that Grand Marnier makes
3: everything taste better. Yes, 100%.
2: 100%. So tell us what you love most about Grand Marnier.
3: I would tell you this. Again, on their high end, there's nothing better to sip after dinner, in my opinion. It is just beautiful. I I, I love oranges. Obviously, you can see I'm wearing an orange shirt. <laughs> you know, but... uh but in my opinion, there's nothing better to end the night with than Grand Monnier. And And I'm one of those that I would tell you, you know, if I could readily afford it, I would I would do the quintessence all the time. But usually, usually if I'm at a place and they have the 100-year Grand Monnier, I think that that bottle is a beautiful, beautiful bottle. That, that, in my opinion, is just, it's, it's beautiful, you know, nice, nice expression of, Orange. And I know as far as even like the components, you know, as far as um, I know they use the Haitian bitter orange. I mean, it's it, it does. It just it, it it makes the cognac sing, in my opinion. So, all
2: nice. right. Well, Todd, Adam with Hyde Park Prime Steakhouse in Upper Arlington. Thank you for informing us on how to use Grand Marnier.
3: Anytime. hope Cheers. you have a great day. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers to you.
2: And now we'll hear from a home bartender about how he uses Grand Marnier. Welcome to the podcast, Bill Teets.
4: Well, thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure meeting you guys and getting a little peek into your world. I appreciate the opportunity.
2: Absolutely. So tell us, how do you use Grand Marnier in a cocktail?
4: Um, I am a big fan of uh, simple syrups, especially in the summer. I have a small herb garden. And I, I just love experimenting uh, with different kinds of simple syrups. Uh, one of the things I found, a uh, huge fan of orange flavoring, but uh, triple sec is just so sweet. And then when you use a simple syrup of like a, even like a, either a mint or a uh, basil simple syrup, um, I do some jalapeno simple syrups, um, that sweetness can just become so overpowering in a cocktail, and I found Grand Marnier uh, has an intense and I think a little more natural uh, orange flavor. So it's a very nice way to uh, kind of enhance a cocktail without pushing it over the edge from a, a perspective of sweetness. Very good. Nice.
2: And when did you start to love Grand Marnier?
4: Um, well, when I was young and thought I needed to be a little pretentious, uh, I was like, "Oh, I need an after dinner drink." <laughs> and uh, I tried brandy, and it was just, particularly when I was young, it was just too much. And um, liked Frangelica, but it was a little too sweet. And so I settled on on Grand Marnier. It's a, I, to me, it's a really nice uh, after dinner uh, drink. uh kind of sit back and so uh, you'll, just and sit right it, you'll just sip it. You'll just sip it neat. I will sip it neat. And quite honestly, that's why that's one of the reasons I use it instead of something like triple sec. Um, I don't have a ton of space in my bar and, and I use the orange flavoring like a grand Marnier or Curacao in a, uh, you know, small amounts. So getting a bottle of grand Marnier, gives me something that I can use in a cocktail, but it also gives me something that I can sip on my own. And, you know, you'd never, you never pour yourself a glass of triple sec and say, "Oh, this is this is delicious." Um, but Grand Marnier has that, uh, you know, those kind of undertones of cognac and and all of that. So it makes for a nice sipping sipping drink and uh, and a nice little way to round out a cocktail.
2: Do you yes. have a favorite cocktail that you use Grand Marnier in?
4: I love it with bourbon, so I will do various takes on an old fashioned with it. Um, okay. Um, using a maybe a slightly spicier rye or a um, maybe a little heavier bourbon, a little higher alcohol content bourbon, um, and I will I'll use uh, Grand Marnier with a little bitters. Um, summertime, I love basil simple syrup, and I will use some basil simple syrup and a a nice uh, a bourbon and with a little Grand Marnier, and it just adds a a real nice kind of complex, fruity, um, it's, a, it's a sweeter cocktail, but um, it doesn't go over the edge. And, and it's just, it's great with with uh, the basil as well. Those are, I think, two flavors that marry really well together.
2: Awesome.
0: That's great. I love how you mentioned its versatility because um, everyone that we've talked to so far about it they've said the same thing it's it's great on its own it adds so much to a cocktail and it it just seems like such a great well-balanced mixer to add to your collection if you like you said you don't have a lot of room you might as well use something that you can use in many ways
4: and I think you can use it year round. Um, uh, you know, I had to do a, a little bit of prep for your podcast. So I did um, make a few different drinks. I made a couple bourbon drinks and then I did a homemade uh, margarita. And so you, you can have this bright orange flavor that you'd use in a uh, uh, summer cocktail, but it also works well in the winter because it's uh, high proof has that um, kind of warming effect as well. So, you know, it's versatile from a perspective of using it year round too. Well, we didn't ask you to do that, but we love your due diligence.
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> I am dedicated.
2: <laughs> well, thanks again for doing this, Bill. It's great to see you tonight.
4: Awesome chatting with you guys. Great, First, great take to see you. Cheers. Right, care, guys. Cheers. Cheers. Listeners,
0: please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Cbus Craft Cocktail Tour. Visit our website at ColumbusCraftCocktailTour.com for cocktail tour dates, women in whiskey tastings, special events, merchandise. And if you're looking for a gift for that special person in your life, get them a gift card to our cocktail tour. Thank you to the biographer for our original music. And please remember to drink responsibly and be cocktail curious. Cheers.